0: Hey guys, how you doing? And welcome to chapter 14 of the Gym and Tonic podcast. And this week we've had obviously all in a reasonably good mood um, because we've found out that the gyms are going to open and we've got a date and we've got something to aim for and stuff like that. But we're not going to focus too much on that today. Um, you know, it is still a little, uh, little bit of time away, but we will obviously be um focusing on that nearer time and obviously giving you guys some advice and and uh you know when it's getting a little bit nearer what you should and shouldn't be doing so we have talked quite a little bit before we came on air uh, about calorie tracking because myself and Paul um both kind of started that process again um last week or a little bit into the week before Tom has uh, been tracking since he left school at that <laughs> um in fact i think you should have invented my fitness pal really that would have just been, oh, no, been tracking since you were five <laughs> tracking since you were five um no so t- t- tom's uh he's got another journey going on, which, which all will be revealed very soon, but we still have a little bit of time to wait for that. So it's all very exciting. Um. So, yeah, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to really, really focus on calories. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, what, you know, what our calories are calories? You know, why do we track? How does it help us? What difference does it make? You know? Um, so from my point of view, it's been, I've pretty much tracked, I would say, on and off. Oh, uh, how many years back would I go? Um I did the Atkins diet in my 30s. I'm not sure how long after that or when my fitness pal came out, but that was probably the earliest time I can kind of remember. Or it might have been a little bit later, but um, it's been an off and on process for me. It's normally uh, when I've got a goal. It just helps me to stay focused and actually realize what I'm actually putting in my mouth and what I'm, you know, what I need and what I don't need and why I'm failing if, if I'm not getting the results that I want. So this week's been really interesting because (laughs) it just, it's been a real eye opener that I've literally let portion sizes of everything. And I'm talking porridge oats. uh, I'm talking uh, how many eggs I've been having because obviously they're healthy so they're fine, Um, or, or, you know, mints, chicken, I've been having, how many new potatoes I have, how much butter I really have on my potatoes, not like the perceived amount. And it's been really, really interesting because I did a couple of days where I just, obviously when I started, I just tracked without uh, worrying about what my target was for that day. And I was way over, So, you know, I I, I basically am in the position I am now, which is obviously a little bit, you know, lockdown fluff is um, a little bit on the bigger side. And it's purely, I have been eating too much. So, and I've obviously been moving a lot less. Whereas um, when I was maybe two, maybe three kilos lighter, going back to before the last lockdown, Prior to that time, I was obviously very, very active. I was teaching um, five, six classes a week. I was uh, probably at least four or five times a week. You know, I was hiking backwards and forwards between Boscombe sometimes twice a day, um, plus my actual uh, walks with my friends, plus my own training. I mean, there was a lot going on there. I was expending loads of energy um, you know, and I probably wasn't eat, having the time to eat as much to kind of so the balance was kind of naturally there where i was obviously eating less because of lack of time but expending more energy so in a way um it was working in the same way but obviously now i especially last month uh i was pretty lazy to be honest and it, you know it was a gradual process of decline where um you know it was everything started to be a bit of an effort I'm coming out of that now. Uh, for a, there's a few reasons behind it, um, but you know, I think I needed to address. I needed to address, uh, I, I needed to address uh, the, the gaining of weight purely because I know it's not going to help me in the long run with my own health problems. So that's one thing um, I know I need to keep an eye on for my own health. So. Um, you know, that's, I had to address it for that reason. So it's completely personal. It's not aesthetic, it's not any other reason. It's purely because that's one marker I have to keep stable. So, um, and you know what? I've actually really enjoyed it. I've gone back to eating foods I haven't had for a while. I've gone back to making food I haven't had for a while. I'm enjoying um, getting those flavors back in again and trying different stuff. And, um, you know, it's not a chore. And I think it's not a chore because I'm keeping it pretty simple. Um, And obviously on my fitness pal, everything you put in, it stays there. So if you're pretty much recycling the same, you know, same foods most of the time, all you've got to do is scroll down, that foods there. you had it the other day. Uh, You know, and if you go to like the other day, when I went to Asda, I picked up some of their, uh, I think it's Arla make um, these, they call them protein yogurts, but they're actually cream cheese salted caramel flavor lovely 100 calories amazing um but you know you get things like that in the house so when you want a snack or you're a little bit hungry barcode you just scan the barcode go straight into my fitness pal it's there next time you need it so you know i think um i mean i'm very fortunate i've used it so many times before i know i know how to navigate it on a whole um but it's well worth um you know don't be sort of scared of tracking your calories or thinking you're going to get obsessed you know um i think we've all shared a sort of quote before where you know you you have you know you put if you've gained weight and you need to sort out what you're doing you know you've probably been obsessed with eating too much food so Mm. let's just change that focus um and just make yourself accountable um to what you're eating every day um and also we're going to touch on today we're all going to uh, sort of share our own experiences as well um but also it's educating yourself on the foods that are not calorie dense, but have the high protein content or or the foods that are going to give you a big bang for your buck. You know, we were talking before the call about prawns. I mean, prawns are like, literally, they should have wings. They're just like the, they're, they're from heaven. You know, you you can have the biggest amount of prawns and you're really not going to be eating a lot of calories and they're massively great in protein. So, um, a lot of it's about education, and this is where tracking can also help. Um, because you know you've got a piece of chicken in front of you, and you weigh it, and you don't know what the calories are. You know you punch that in there; it's going to tell you, um, and instantly that's going to stay in your mind. You're going to look at it, and you're going to know pretty much next time that looks too much or it looks too less. You know, it looks too little. Um, so yeah, so I'm just saying it's working for me. Um, I'm not so. I haven't actually weighed myself because I'm not worried about that from a point of view. But I do definitely feel better. I feel I'm sleeping better. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm kind of more focused, if you like. Um, mm. I don't know. I just my well-being just feels much better uh, in the last seven days. So, um, so I'm obviously it's because I'm actually giving my body the nutrition that it needs um, rather than like, too much of a good thing, if you like, which is, was obviously making me quite sluggish and unmotivated. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as of today, uh, things are going well. So, okay, I'm going to pass it over to you guys. That's me waffling away. But yeah, so, um, who wants to go first? Hands up.
1: Oh, uh, uh, go on, Paul, you go first. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going to go first, if it's a competition. No
0: arguing boys, come on, just calm yourselves down, you're not in the same room, so it's all good.
2: Sorry. I'm hungry, I'm on a diet. <laughs> I just had too much caffeine, so I'm just, just got so much energy, and yeah, uh, so for me, I first started tracking calories three years ago, maybe, trying to think when it was, it was maybe closer to four years, I don't know, I don't know what year we are, it's all blurred into one 21 mate <laughs> i'm mean, I
0: gonna check yeah. actually when i'm um, while you're talking i'm gonna check when my fitness pal was first established so i think so, that'd be quite interesting yeah carry on
2: yeah uh so yeah t- two or three years ago I, I started tracking because basically i'd as i've said on previous podcasts i was looking to compete and suffered an injury and just got fat basically um so opted for the i'm just going to track my calories didn't really pay attention to my protein intake a great deal wasn't particularly accurate like what well, i was nowhere near perfect with my calories is what i mean so every every week without fail there would be days where i'd go over but i was fairly consistent over six months and dropped like 13 and a half kilos which
0: for someone who's
2: not massive i think at the point where i started tracking my calories i think i was sitting at around 85 86 kilos something like that, or maybe maybe just short of 90 i was the biggest i've ever been and yeah managed to drop down to 70 ish i think is where i got to something like that. that
0: and that's by tracking consistently but not always hitting your calories sometimes going over
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if, uh, and, and it's something whenever I started with a, a client who was brand new to tracking, I would always show them like the sixth month window that I was tracking religiously on the basis that without fail every week, there were days where I was in the red and there were some weekends where I went epically over. Like an example, I always give is my, fr- one of my best mates, it was his birthday on the Friday and it stagged on the Saturday. So we were going for a quiet drink on the Friday because Saturday was going to be heavy. We ended up getting shit faced. And I went like 4,000 calories over on the Friday. And then I went a good 6,000 calories over my target on the Saturday. That's awesome so, shots. Yeah, pretty much shots and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up on oh, Guinness. Um, so over the course of like two days, I did like 10, 11,000 calories more than I should <sighs> just in two days. But the funny thing is, is in six months, I dropped like 13 and a half kilos because yeah. I'm consistent the rest of the time. And that's the point that I try to put across to people. So, the way I started to look at tracking is you can't improve on what you don't measure. So it's not like an obsession. It's not like I need to be perfect. I need to hit this number of calories and stop. I need to do X, Y, Z and, and religiously do it every day. I just view my calories very similar to how I would view things like my finances. And I just like to balance the books in the, If I want to save money, I need to make sure that I cut back on spending here and there. I've gotten enough left over. If I have a day where I spend quite a lot of money, I probably rein it in for a few days or a couple of weeks afterwards. And I treat my calories very similar. I'm not, I need to, I need to have a set amount each day and that's it. And I can't deviate from the plan. It's like, as long as at the end of the week, I'm there or thereabouts, I'm I'm fairly content. And
0: I like that. That's that's, That's a really nice analogy, actually. I like that.
2: Yeah, and the reason why I started to look at it that way is is for a couple of reasons. Firstly, long-term success of anything comes down to managing your mindset. The minute you start to lose interest and you don't enjoy it, you're going to give up. So you want to make it as easy as possible, and you want to make as little disruption to your life as possible. And the easiest way to do that is is to take away the stigma. People always go oh my god it's so obsessive counting calories and it's like well if you needed to save money for a deposit for a house you'd watch every single penny you'd count everything going in and everything going out you'd like you wouldn't go out for months on end you'd, you'd literally save everything you've got and nobody would say oh you're so obsessive about your money they'd be like you're such a good little saver oh good. <laughs> yeah <you>. i wonder we are going to have a great little nest egg um and I just view my calories the same way. If I need to drop a bit of body fat, because like now I've allowed myself a few months of being a bit more relaxed. and am not really worrying about it. I just need to pay a bit more attention to what I'm doing. And what I start to notice is it's not physically the tracking that improves things, because I've had this debate with with clients and with people in the past. It's not what you put into my fitness pal that sends you over for the day. It's what you put into your mouth. At the end of the day so you you can falsify what you put into my fitness pal, make it look fucking brilliant but if it's not a true reflection of what you're actually eating you're still going to end up in a fat cunt uh, there's no two ways about it and so for me it's not putting stuff in that makes the difference but by putting in what i'm having and ensuring that i'm being honest with it i start to make better decisions i start to think about do i really need this is there something better i can do and yesterday was a great example so first week of tracking didn't really change too much about what I was doing started to notice a bit of a trend that my lunches were like either very high calorie and I was eating next to fuck all or I was literally hardly having anything because I was having a huge breakfast and wanted yeah. enough to be able to eat dinner so yesterday I took a big step back and I was like well, what can I do and, I, and basically one of my clients is vegan and always makes these amazing fucking like Buddha bowls and her food looks incredible and I was like well I'm not going to be piling tofu down, I'm afraid, but I can I can swap that for chicken and just basically ripped off what she had for lunch and it was like 400 calories and like 50 grams of protein and I wow. felt full afterwards but it, it meant that by the time I I'd, I'd, I'd then had like made my dinner and I made like a big stir fry of prawns and like that was like 300 and calories and I'd sat there and I'd had like three good meals And I still had like 700 calories left. So I then ate the other portion of stir fry just, you know, for an extra 300 calories and then topped it off with a KitKat and a protein shake before bed. And it was fucking brilliant because I ate so much, but (laughs) by, by improving the quality and, and basically by, because I was tracking, I was, I was paying a little bit more attention instead of doing what I'd normally do where I was like, I'm hungry. I need to eat. Fuck it. I'll just have like super noodles and like bread and butter. And then before you know it, you've, you've done 700 calories and you don't feel like you've eaten i just started to be a bit more mindful and be like actually i could have this bowl full of like good nutritious food that's low calorie but most importantly is going to fill me up yeah and and that's the biggest thing that i learn through tracking is the difference between food quantity and calorie quantity and i hear it from my clients all the time
0: so on that note about having, so let's say you had you got you, you said you've, you had three really good meals, you know. You, you, pork, I ate two pork.
2: portions a
0: dinner. So, what's your view? Like, I know with me because I do tend to like you know maybe a cup of gin and tonics or whatever at the weekend or wine or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just my thing. Um, what would your advice be? Because I, I tend to look at my calories over the week, so that seven hundred would probably go in the go in the pot because yeah. the next day, uh, you know, and then what that. The way I see it is I kind of move that over into another account and then uh, and then the next day maybe from a couple of hundred over I can move a couple of hundred but but it just means at the end of the week um and I always start tracking on a Friday uh, I've got that extra little bunch of calories that I can kind of put towards maybe having yeah does that
2: completely does that yeah that's that's how i do it that's how i get my clients to do it is it's all about what you do over the course of a week one one hot day doesn't make a summer so if you have a day where you go crazy and you blow all your calories out of the water yeah. that doesn't mean you're suddenly going to gain body fat just like if you have one day where you're massively under on your calories you don't suddenly lose a shitload of body fat like it doesn't yeah. work like that it's all about the bigger picture so aim you know track every single day and be accurate as, as accurate as you can be each day but rest on the the fact that it's what you're it's what you're doing week by week, month by month, that adds up. So as long as you're consistent the majority of the time, you can even if you have a whole week where you go fucking crazy, would well, you know what? There's 52 weeks in a year. It's not really yeah. like if you're consistent for the majority of the time, it's not going to be a massive issue.
0: Yeah.
2: Likewise, if you have like a whole month off, do you know what? You're not going to undo all your hard work. You've got 12 months of a year. Like, look at the bigger picture of all of it. So yeah, you're going to have days where you go over as I, as I highlighted, I'd like a couple of, you know, more than my fair share of days where I went over and sometimes went fucking epically over. Yeah. Look at everything over the course of a week, because nine times out of 10, if you're a normal person and you eat a degree of variety with your meals, you will find that you'll have certain days of the week where you're typically over some days of the week where you're typically under and then days where you're relatively there or thereabouts. And over the course of the week, it evens out. And for a lot of people, it's weekends are where they tend to go over more. And something you just said there that I've, again, encourage all my clients to do is if you find weekends are your time when you're always going over, you've got two options. You know what your daily calorie intake is. Times it by seven, you've got your weekly calorie intake. If you start yeah. tracking, say Saturday's your bad day, start tracking on a Saturday. At the end of Saturday, subtract that figure from your seven day figure and times what's left by six if that isn't enough calories for you each day, then you know, you're going to need to be a little bit more active or you're going to have to accept that that week you're not going to be in as yeah. much of a deficit as you're aiming for. Yeah,
0: and it's exactly what I it's perfect. The
2: perfect. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. There's other ways you can do it. You can shave a few calories off here and there each day to, to build up, like you said, so you almost have like a little, little bank, if you like, and like, right, there's 200 under today. I was 300 under yesterday. Like, you know, and it builds up for ready for the weekend. Um, Or you can, if you have a massive day of going over, you could always look at it and go, Do you know what? I'm going to have one day a week where I eat really low calorie just for one day, just to bring it back in line. Like it's what works for the individual, but ultimately make it balance out over the course of the week because it's where most people fail they've got this all or nothing i have to be perfect the minute i'm not i fucked it up and it's like i'll start again next week and it's like no you're a dickhead just carry on as you were like that one day isn't isn't going to ruin anything you won't get six months down the line and be in just the same shape as you are today because one day you went over like it
0: <laughs> no
2: mostly because you know on on the flip side not that i'm at i i, I don't advocate the use of of the phrase cheat meal or cheat day but there are there are trainers there are coaches out there that will be telling their clients one day a week you can eat whatever you want which you know if you take that principle into account then these one this one day of overindulgence won't really count I'm skeptical of a whole cheat day because most people go fucking too crazy and if you're going I
0: don't I don't like associating uh food with the word cheat it's a bit like calling it a sin
2: yeah, exactly. I don't like that. The, there's the connotation. to it it's like, No,
0: it's just, no. It's just the, and
2: also, I think it, it plays into a dangerous game because most people when they're trying to drop fat are doing so because either their understanding generally of their calorie intake isn't great and they don't know how to manage their calories in general um, or just because they 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 know how to, but they're, they're eating too much. If you give people the green light to eat whatever they want each day, let's say you're trying to hit a 500 calorie deficit per day that means your weekly deficit is three and a half thousand calories but yeah. if you're going five thousand calories over on your cheat day and then you're perfect the rest of the week well guess what you're not actually going to lose anything because you've just wiped out your fucking deficit on your oh, cheat day so i me,
0: couldn't well,
2: eat that much anyway well <laughs> believe me it's easy <laughs> um, so for me it's like it's less about giving people the green light to do whatever they want on a particular day or said, yeah, you can have a cheat day or the you know, calories don't count on a weekend. And this, all this bullshit is for me. It's like, actually, if you want to have these periods where you're going to go well out, understand that periods like that in isolation won't ruin things. It's all about long-term consistency, but also by tracking your calories, you make more informed decisions. And there are, don't get me wrong, there are times where I will deliberately not track because I don't want to make informed decisions for my birthday, I don't track for, for the weekend of my birthday because I know I will be having a great time and I'll be putting my stuff in, I'll be drinking, I'll be eating, it'll be great, and I'll get to a point in mid, in the mid-afternoon and I'll be like, oh, I should probably start to slow down. And then I, I lose my enjoyment of the day because I'm, I'm I start to be a bit like, oh, I need to lay off the calories. So if I've got a decent event, like Christmas Day, like my birthday or somebody's wedding or something like that, and I just want to balls to the wall, enjoy it. I won't track because I don't want to make an informed yeah. decision, but I just get straight back to it the next day because those days are few and far between. And I think yeah. again, it's part of the, the fear that people have when it comes to tracking is they think they've got to be so strict and so rigid. And it's kind of like, no, you can enjoy a lot of food. You've just got to find the way of balancing the stuff that you like with the calorie target that you need to hit consistently and you know tom will probably speak about it but that's where understanding the difference between you know high calories and large quantities of food really helps because some food is very calorie dense like a donut it's getting about 350 calories you'll eat it 10 minutes later you'll be like did i even have that donut (laughs) is that
0: like a can danish
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah Whereas my dinner last night, massive stir fry with buckloads of prawns, 320 calories, and it that I, I could tell I ate 320 calories of it. It was fucking massive. It, granted, I because I had calories to spare, I then ate another 320 calories of it. So that probably helped. But the the difference is, is ten minutes later, I was sat there going, "Fuck, I've eaten so much." I've never felt like, "Fuck, I've eaten so much." Twenty minutes, half an hour after eating a donut. Normally, I'm like, I'll "Have another one." Um,
0: um, if they're
2: custard doughnuts, then you've got to have all, at least three. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's what people need to understand. Is I, you know, I hear it all the time. It's so hard to hit my calories. I think if you get the balance of getting lots of nutrient-dense food that's very low calorie and incorporating the food that you like that's perhaps slightly higher calorie with slightly less frequency than you do now, you'll find it a lot easier to stick to and you'll find that you're eating a lot of food that's good. That's enjoyable, without going over your calories too much. And I think nine times out of ten, the reason why people struggle is because they, they, they don't, perhaps try to fix a diet that's already fairly bad in that they eat a lot of high-calorie food with very yeah. little nutritional value. They just try to eat the same but smaller quantities, and find that it's not really, it's not no. really satisfying them. Whereas if you get a good mix of you know, your protein, you get lots of vegetables and variety and stuff in there, you're going to eat a lot of food a yep. lot of food, and you'll feel full a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, but it's psychological as well. If you can see a lot of food on your plate, it's the same, goes back to, if you see a lot of, like, and colour as well. Colour is so important. You know, to have cut. now don't get me wrong, I love chicken and chips and stuff, that's fine. But I very rarely eat stuff. The colour in it too, though. I just love a plate of food full of colour. Mm. You know, even if it's a cereal or something that's got lots of fruit on it or you know like buddha bowls always look so lovely with their chopped peppers and all that sort of stuff and i do think you know if if food looks lovely and 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 there's a lot of it as long as it's obviously all um and healthy and good for you and within your your calories then knock yourself out of the park i mean just help yourself you know
2: and the last thing I yeah before i hand over to tom um again I, i said obviously the accuracy side of things and you don't need to be perfect I, yeah i would say it, the, the caveat to that is try to be as accurate as you can be with what you're putting in you don't need to be consistently hitting your calories every day and the yep. reason why i say that is if you look at the, the the calorie makeup of your like your macronutrients so carbs and protein four calories per gram so if yep. you're 10 calorie 10 grams out with how you track your carbs and your protein yep for 40 calories out that's not going to make a massive difference but but fats are nine calories per gram so if you're 10 calories out uh, sorry 10 grams out on tracking fats 90 calories you do that a couple of times a day three times a day four times a day yeah that's like three four hundred calories you could be out by so it's it's important to make sure you're tracking accurately but it also plays into yeah. that actually if you look at your your overall makeup if you're getting quite a lot of your calories from dietary fats if you can find a way to reduce that and increase your protein you're going to eat almost twice as much food on yeah. the basis that
0: well that's the- why all these people who love eating who lo- love eating loads of salmon and avocado because it's very very trendy and health and and healthy i mean You have an avocado and a bit of salmon, you're looking at anywhere near a thousand calories depending on the size of the salmon and the size of the avocado. But it's healthy.
2: Yeah, and and again, it's just, manage manage your calories, like try and incorporate as much as as you want and and just look to play around with quantities. You know, one of the biggest things that I've seen with most of the people I coach with the exception of a few is that most people's diets are fairly good it's more just portion size or quantities of certain food that needs adjusting. And if you can reduce primary example, if you can reduce your, your fat intake by 50%, that's going to equate to like a fuckload of additional calories that you can get from, from protein and carbs protein in particular, which is going to leave you feeling fuller for longer is also going to help you become more, um it's, it's more thermo effective so you burn more calories digesting it um it's going to help speed up your metabolism it's going to help hold on to more muscle it's going to help your body composition so that you know all of a sudden you can just cut down on a small amount of food from somewhere and massively increase the amount of something else you're eating that's going to not only keep your calories under control but it's actually going to help you to not feel as hungry all the time to feel like you're eating more food but yield greater benefits to your body so um but you don't understand any of this unless you track like the only yeah. way to understand what you're actually eating is to track. And when people say to me, Oh mate, but I don't like tracking it's, it's too obsessive or, or you don't need to track for fat loss. It's like, no, you don't, but ultimately you need to be in a deficit for fat loss. And how are you going to know if you're in one, if you're not tracking what you're eating and you can't, like I said yeah. at the start, you can't improve what you don't measure. I'm um, out. Tom, off you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Tom, you've been on some journey. Uh, obviously, you're at the near the end of your journey now. We're obviously just beginning our little journey again. So let's go over to you. What have you been up to?
1: Well, you know, like I discussed it last week about, you know, 10 weeks. Well, I'm now in week 11 of the, let's say, cutting stage. But I don't, I track calories all year round. Like, um I just don't, I'm, I'm very black and white with this. And I, I just don't think people are responsible enough to not track calories. And I, I use me as an example. I don't think that I, um, I have the ability to be able to accurately measure food and accurately um, decide how much food I should have for the calorie goals I, I want or the body composition that I want. And so I track calories. I mean, I just, I, I don't, Get the argument against tracking calories, because when people say, Oh, you're counting calories, they make it sound like we're counting every individual carry by itself. Yeah. So, it's like, no, we're not. We're, we, our body doesn't respond by numbers. Okay. So, with body doesn't know what it says in my fitness palette, like Paul said. And everything that Paul said is, is absolutely bang on. And I, but I honestly think, and unfortunately, I just think it's a massive failing on, on society that what Paul just said, people don't know. It's basic. It's extremely basic. And the fact that, you know, people don't know how much protein they get and they don't know what the, the amount of calories they're consuming, they don't understand, you know, that there's a lot more calories in fat than there is proteins and carbs. They still think that carbs make you fat. Like, I mean, come on, just Google it. But, you know, for me, if I'm trying to gain weight or I'm trying to lose weight, or I'm trying to maintain weight. I want complete control over that. I don't want to have to go to slimming world and pay all these fifties and you know, uh, you know, all this stuff that's designed to take your money because they don't give you the education. I want to control it. And I can do that by calories. Like, I have complete control over what my body composition looks like by m- making sure I understand what my calories are, making sure I, I, I track my workouts and I, and I understand how much, how much I'm expending. And I have complete control over it. Like, I've done, you know, I've dropped 20 pounds, which probably equates to about maybe 9 to 11 pounds of fat over the last 11 weeks. And I didn't pay a penny for it all I did was I just I just managed my food intake and I adjusted to what my body was telling me
0: yeah
1: and you know like I'm as I've been doing this for I've been tracking for six years religiously five or six years religiously but when I wanted to get into a deficit I had to spend two weeks understanding what my maintenance calories was because I don't know I can put it into a calculator online it will tell me roughly but I don't know because the calculator doesn't know my own body, my genetics, my expenditure to the T. It also, you know, it doesn't know what my tendencies are to pick up foods and to eat over certain foods. So I know that, though. So I need to equate for that. So I need to complete control. And it's just I, I think it's irresponsible for people to think that they can um, they can they can just eyeball things and they can just eat. Um, intuitively like I, I don't think that's a thing I don't think we don't have the ability to do that like and I, I'm a firm believer that the mindset of eating what we want needs to be changed eating to what our body needs and I'm sorry like the finance um, example is the best one that I use of all my clients and you wouldn't you would be punished in society if you consistently overspent your money right you will be fined you will be your house will be taken away from you. you know, things, bad things happen to you if you overspend money you don't have. Yeah. Why are we not doing that with energy that, that we provide our body? I just don't understand it. That's more important to me. My body is more important than my finances. And so the fact that we're abusing energy requirements for our body is, is for me, is worse than abusing the financial system. And... You know, again, like your body doesn't work on a 24 hour period, it works on a long period of time, and it adjusts over long periods of time. So you don't have to be completely accurate every single day, you just need to make sure that you're within a range that is going to allow you to, to find that trend that you want. And it's, it's for, uh, there is no, the, nobody has ever come up with an argument for me, like when they say, oh, you're obsessed with calories. No, no, no. Same thing as Paul just said, I'm aware of calories. I understand calories because it's energy It's literally what my body works off of. Why would I not be aware of it? It's just, it's so irresponsible for us not to be. Yeah. Um, and you know, so for me, I track my calories. I, I weigh myself every day. So I have that data, if I'm gaining weight, losing weight, maintaining weight, because when I want to make a change to my body composition, as I said before, I have complete control over that. If I want to gain weight, guess what? I control that. I control I can literally control how much I gain um, to almost the week. If I'm accurate with my calories, I can literally tell you how much weight I'm going to gain. And even easier, I can tell you how much, how much weight I'm going to lose. I, I, as a beginning of the, the 11 weeks that I've done now, I literally told someone, I was like, by the end of the 12 weeks, I will be 150 pounds. I started 172. I'm, I'm a pound off. Wow. Because I calculated it, because it's simple your, math.
0: When's, end, when's your end date?
1: Next Saturday. But guess what? Next Saturday is not where my diet ends. My diet never ends. My diet is my diet, is what I consume. We don't have special diets, we just have a diet and we just manage that diet, right? So at the end of this week, at the end of next week, my diet now, the goal of my diet changes to maintaining my weight, to so maintaining the physique that I've just acquired. And so then all I do is I'm now going to try and find my new maintenance not the maintenance from when I first started this dieting phase or cutting phase or dieting phase cutting phase. So I'll just slowly add calories in until my weight plateaus out. And then I just stay there and I manage that until I want to make another change. And I have complete control over that. If I, if I start losing weight again, it's either that I'm not eating enough calories or I'm doing too much exercise and I can make the adjustment. I'm also a firm believer that, you know, when we talk about energy coming in, We have to also be very responsible with the energy going out. So if you're somebody who wants to maintain weight and you're doing more exercise than normal, you need to eat more. Okay. Because again, that's going to, that's going to throw the balance off. And it's like this as well in the financial world. If you want to make more money, you have to work harder. Right. I mean, that's a simple way. If someone wants to make more money, you've got to put more time in, you've got to do more. Right unless you get really lucky when you inherit it. But let's say in the real world for us guys, if we want to make more money, we've got to work harder. I say to my clients, if you want to eat more food, do more.
0: Yeah,
1: It's as simple as that. Like if I want to eat more food, then I need to add more expenditure to my day. I need to work out harder. I need to add in extra cardio sessions. I need to add in extra, extra activity in my day, do more steps and then I can eat more. So anyone that tells me, oh, but uh, my calories are so low and I can't find foods. Like, I'm not going to go into the volume thing because Paul just, just executed that fantastically. Learn to read food, people, food labels, people. Like, I'm going to bash on Slimming World again, but I was in the range the other day and, um, and I saw the Slimming World food section, right? And all their meals, they're free, they were, yeah, they're free foods, right? And um, I won't go into the Slimming World, but per, per, on the back of the food label, it says 100 calories. Now, if I find somebody who goes to Slimming World who's not educated at all, because that's what they don't do at Slimming World—they don't educate you. So I go and pick up that free food that now I don't have to track because it's free, and I see on the back of it. Let's say I am reading it—it's 100 calories. There was five servings in there. It's 500 calories. Oh. Right? And people need to learn how to read food labels. So again, I'll cap it off. We're not responsible enough as humans to be able to not track calories, and I'm sorry. You've got to do it. Um, if you want to take control and you don't want to spend all this money on other stuff, just learn to roughly, very roughly, track your calories. And that's it. And don't worry about it. Just just get good at it. And it's, it's easy. It's effortless. I've been doing it for years.
0: Well, that's, a, that's a really, a really good note to end on. I do think that that everyone should just do it, even if it's just a short amount of time, just to get some sort of clarity of what it's they're doing. Yet. You know? I think. Yeah, uh, Paul, do you want to finish? Because I, we, we've got a couple, about less than a minute now.
2: Yeah, I think just to, to finish on that point is, is to reassure anyone that's worried that you're going to be tracking calories for the rest of your life. You probably won't be. You're, you'll go through periods where you track, you get your body into a position where you're happy and you're comfortable with it. You try to maintain it. And you can, at that point, perhaps not track as, as consistently or not track at all. But at least you will learn the mechanics of when you get to a point where you start to notice you don't like things about your body, it's very easy to bring it back in line. And then you start yeah. to look again. And you, I spoke about it on a previous podcast. You ride much smaller waves, rather than going yeah. massive, extreme restriction and then off the off the cliff with purging and going all out. So, again, you may not have to track forever, but just be mindful and understanding that how it works will just help you to manage your overall condition long-term a lot easier.
0: So, yeah. hey, guys, ride smaller waves. Let's finish on that point. On yeah. that shell. Michelle, um, we shall be back next week. Please share. And give us some love on Instagram and we will speak to you all very soon.
1: Thank Peace you out, care. people. I am.
0: Love you guys.